Hi, everybody. My name is Ben Ford. I'm the developer advocate here at Puppet. This is Corey Osman. Could you introduce yourself real quick? Yeah, hi. So my name is Corey Osman. I've been in the Puppet community space for, well, actually since 2009. And I've been writing DevOps tools and doing DevOps consulting. And I'm now blocked chained since October. Oh, wow. Okay. So Corey's got a pretty unusual project he's been working on. Do you think you could tell us a little bit about that project and maybe how you got into this blockchaining? Yeah, so uh, I'll start off how I started, when I started. Um, it was almost a year ago that I uh, got involved in the blockchain community and I got my, um, my first set of mining hardware. For those listening that, that don't actually know what mining hardware is and why you would use it, um, it's essentially a motherboard with a uh, some RAM and a hard drive and uh, some GPUs or CPUs attached. So that is what mining hardware is. And I got my first set back in October, and now I have a bunch more. Uh, so much more that I needed a warehouse. And something to automate it, of course. Yeah, and in the mining community, we don't call it a data center because real data centers have air conditioning and proper networking equipment and uh, good ventilation and dust-free areas. Uh, we want to keep our costs low. So we have a, a lot of unusual things. We have open, we call them open airframes where it's literally just the motherboard and the equipment not in a computer case exposed to the elements except for water. Um, it's very low budge. So uh, what did you need to get started with this? Yeah, so um, to get started with, uh, you know, mining, um, you, you need the hardware. And, you know, once you get up around five systems or uh, in the mining community, we don't call them systems. We call them rigs. Um, and once you get up to five rigs, you start to realize that maintaining these systems is annoying. Uh, and... Uh, so you need you need some software, and um, you really have two options for operating systems. Uh, and if you can guess, it's going to be Windows or Linux. Uh, nothing runs on OSX really. Um, you can run Docker containers, but um, it's Windows or Linux. Um, because uh, I'm a Linux fan, I chose Linux. And um, there are specific uh, um, mining distros that just have all the tools that you need to um, do the actual computations with. So uh, that's one of the pieces of software. Um, and uh, we talked about the hardware already. And, um, you know, one of the pieces of software that um, is not required but definitely helps you manage is configuration tools and also um, uh, orchestration tools, especially when you have as many systems as I do. Uh, you, you start to run into these, uh, you know, SSH for loop problems, and uh, it just it just begs you to use Puppet and Bolt. So, what are these kind of tasks? Uh, I, I'm I'm assuming you're running things across all of your your mining not 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 systems mining rigs. Yeah. So, uh, um, a lot of the tasks are actually the same thing that you would. Uh, have in a normal data center. You you need to update software. Um, that's one of the things, and you you need to configure software as well. Um, the the big difference here is that um, these systems are disposable. Um, 
In fact, all of my systems uh, run off of a just an SSD um, little pin drive that I plug into the USB. So I just DD the operating system over to the USB drive and then plug in the USB drive and it's more of like a live boot type situation. So I don't really care about um, trying to maintain a snowflake, um, especially because of the software that I've built on top of this. Are you using uh, like Puppet and Bolt like out of the box right now, or did you have to build anything more on top of it? Uh, initially, so there's really one configuration file that needs to be managed. And um, at first, I was just using Git to swap out different uh, configuration files. And then I was like, well, this is a problem Puppet solves easily. So then I started installing other services with, you know, package resources and using um, just Puppet in general, how it's normally used. Uh, um, and then, of course, that invites the other problem is, is do I want to start a, uh, a server agent setup for this little mining um, thing I have going in a warehouse. And I was like, well, I really don't want to be that heavy. So Right, where you're trying to like eke out every single bit of, of performance you can. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, performance equals dollars. Correct. Um, so I, I just use Puppet Apply. And um, from the beginning, I essentially just run commands to uh, call get, uh, get pull to pull down uh, the necessary puppet modules. And that was the beginning of it where I just, you know, was running, it was just like a quick bash script, you know, and then it was get pull and then, and then I would run puppet apply and, and include like site PP, which would trigger everything else. And that would, that worked great for a while. And then I just uh, started to nerd out on making it better. And I decided that I wanted to um, build software specifically for a lot of these use cases. And some of the common tasks are just configuring that configuration file, but um, a lot of it has to do with changing what we're mining because we wanna mine the most profitable thing. So we're constantly changing the parameters of the configuration file and we're constantly updating uh, the mining software used. There's a, at least a dozen different mining um, uh, programs that are installed on the system and if you don't stay up to date they uh, they no longer um, work because the blockchain is constantly changing the next thing that, that that really hurts in this space is now that you have all these systems use bolts SSH ability to easily uh, uh, run these same tasks on all the systems or I'm sorry rigs <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit about kind of the, the tooling that you wrote for this? And, and I mean, we don't have to get too far down in the weeds or anything, but just a little bit about how it, like, how it works. I, I wanted to write my own tool to, to do this for not just me, but also many other people. And I was like, well, you know, maybe I can sell this. So um, I sort of combined a lot of these tasks into just a single CLI app. So what, a, what does the tool do? So... Uh, the tool does a lot of things, and um, configuration is just one component of it. Um, you know, we need we need to figure out from a mining perspective: is our hardware on fire? So we need to figure out what is the safe operating temperature of this equipment, and you know, 
Um, if we can't measure it, uh, we don't know really where we are. Uh, so part of this tool, it it tells you what the temperature of HDPU is. And, you know, at the moment, you just need to know, do I need to turn off my equipment right now? So the operating system, the distro operating system does actually back off uh, some of the uh, computation cycles and mm -hmm. will try and lower the temperature by not working as hard um, as well as increasing the speed of the fan to help cool and right. move move the hot air away from the equipment. So some of that is monitoring and there's a bit of configuration in there. Um, and also there's uh, reporting in the tool. Uh, and you know, when I, when I look at like, after I build all this stuff, it's like, you know, these are very common with what we have in the sysadmin space. We have monitoring, we have configuring, mm -hmm. and we have reports that, you know, God forbid they get sent in emails, but usually you have a dashboard to tell you, um, you know, like a synopsis of what happened in the last couple of days. Um, so a lot of these things that, that I've been used to using in, in the sysadmin space, I've sort of put into my tool. And, um, yeah, so that so that's a uh, that's kind of a basic usage of of the CLI part of it. So that sounds like there's a whole lot of configuration data going around. Some of it is like configuring your nodes, and some of it is like configuring the software. And then there's yeah, you know, some of it is probably configuring your own system. So uh, what are you doing to manage uh, the data part of the configuration management? The thing is, is you want to maintain uh, uh, the highest rate of return, and in order to do that, you you need to uh, make your custom BIOS for your uh, GPU or download one that someone else has customized. And you need to flash that BIOS onto the GPU. Uh, you also need to overclock uh, the GPU as well because uh, you don't want to run at the slowest speeds. It's too stable. So you have to um, figure out what the best overclock settings for each GPU. Now. This might sound easy in that you could just buy the same card and uh, apply the same setting to all those cards. But back when um, I was getting into it, uh, you could not find more than two of the same cards at once unless you had a lot of money. So uh, you ended up building these Frankenstein boxes with five or six different vendors and and so you would have a different um, overclock setting for each card. And so it really becomes unmanageable at that point. So you've got these different layers. You've got like, not only do you have the CPU, but you've got like the different GPUs that are installed and, and you've got like this complex, like layering of, of all of these different tools uh, into uh, one system. So you've got like this Venn diagram of settings. So you have to yeah. figure out for every single node. So um, let me ask you a question. How many GPUs do you think you can fit in a, in a mining rig? I am not sure I want to know the answer to that question. Okay, well, I've got 11. Uh, that is my highest number in, wow. into, into one motherboard. Um, I use these motherboards that allow up to 19, but I don't go that high because it just becomes completely unmanageable. And if that rig goes down, like, oh, man. Um, so I have the more sectioned out, but you can imagine 11 different types of cards running in the same system with all with different configurations. On top of that, you uh, not all silicone is the same. 
Right. And right. so you have to figure out, um, hey, this GPU crashed with this setting, so now I got to back off. Um, I got to back off some of the settings. So you have to like apply the setting and back off for like each individual card almost. I mean, you get lucky sometimes in that it just works on most of them, but there's always a few outliers. So that is the unique configuration data that you need to apply to every card. Um, one of the uh, other things is you often move these cards from rig to rig. And you the, the, the ability that, that the tool that I wrote allows you to carry the overclock profile along with, uh, along with the card yeah, as you move along it. with the card so you really do have a whole bunch of special snowflakes and it's just that your system allows you to to like account for like each of the snowflakes combined with each of the other snowflakes. correct yeah um uh, so that that is the huge ability of this tool is that um uh, you can carry these uh specific snowflake profiles from from rig to rig and not have to worry about like where it is because puppet will determine um, what kind of card it is. Right. So uh, how about like classification? Like what kind of profiles did you have to write to, to enable all of this to work? So for the classification piece, um, uh, basically every rig gets the same class. Um, you know, uh, and, and so I had to build a special module, not special, but I just built a module for, um, uh, for my software and it, uh, Right now, it just works on this, the single mining distro that, that um, Ethos is. But I can totally move to other distros or other, and basically any operating system. Um, Windows, a little bit more, more difficult. But um, so I have that puppet module, and that will lay down the configuration for it. And I have a boatload of Hira data uh, that is used to. Um, carry forward all the overclock settings. Um, but one of the things that uh, is, is, is really, you know, when you go to classify a rig, you're setting up the mining profile, and that's, that's what I'm calling it. Um, you also have uh, a site profile, and you have a, um, an owner profile. And inside each of those prof profiles are more configuration data, as in, like, who owns this system? Or... Uh, where is this system located and how much does power cost at this location? Uh, we need that configuration data to determine profitability at this location because when we go to move it, um, the profitability might be more or less. Uh, power is a huge factor in calculating those. And so we put that data in the site um, classification part. I don't want to say site PP, but... Um, <laughs> And so that gets carried away. Um, we use GeoLookup to help determine which location it is. Um, uh, so those are the kind of some of the pieces. That the big the big piece is being able to swap out mining profiles. So let's say that you want to mine uh, Ethereum this day, uh, and then you want to go mine uh, Zcash uh, another day, and then you want to swap over to um, uh, something like Ravencoin the other day. You have the ability to just swap out the name of the mining profile and all of that information gets uh, uh, looked up um, through Puppet and Hira. It's really nice. Who else might be interested in this? Like, like who, would, who would be your audience if, if you were to uh, distribute this? Uh, and how would they get started using your tool? 
I've been in the DevOps space for a while and I've been uh, consulting and a lot of the things that I've, uh, the lessons I've learned from there is if, if you make a tool difficult to install, it's not going to get used. The curl bash uh, command is probably the easiest way to get something installed. So that's essentially um, how you can install this software is I give you a curl command and you pipe it into bash and that runs a script. That script then installs the package. Um, I've also, I'm if you don't have a package these days, um, you can't guarantee that the person is going to run the same Ruby runtime that you expect them to use, nor have all of the gems. So if you don't package these things together, um, it just makes it more difficult for the person to install. This is important because a lot of the people in the mining community do not come from, they don't have sysadmin backgrounds, right? they don't even know what configuration management is. So telling them that they can configure all of their systems at once and their mind is just completely blown. It's, it's amazing. You're like, well, I've been using this for this tool called Puppet for, you know, for almost a decade, you know, it's just, I don't even, I don't even know what I would use outside of that. So um, it's fun to tell them these tools ex have ex existed and they can use them to configure their systems. Because right now, most people hand edit everything like back in the old days. So it sounds like you're, you're actually even enabling them to do configuration management and use Puppet without even really knowing that they're using Puppet. So that's a, a, something I think to, to be proud of. So what's next on your roadmap? Right. So... Um, Next on my roadmap is really releasing this tool. Um, it, right now it's just uh, me and some friends using this tool. Um, and I have a, a cloud offering that sort of brings together um, the, the fleet view. Um, what's interesting about this is that the, the fleet view gives you like a, a bird's eye view of everything and all of your rigs together. Whereas the the using the CLI tool itself just gives you the single the single view of that system, um, and the fleet view uh, also and this this is where it gets interesting I think because um, right now all my configuration data is in Hira and for me to tell someone that who doesn't know Puppet that they need to learn YAML to configure their systems is out of the question I think. So I built a UI for this, uh, and that means that uh, you just type in a form with the quote Hira data, but they don't know that. Uh, it's just it's just a form field, and that um, gets sent down to the node. I'm sorry, the rig, <laughs> um, the rig, and the rig uses that as configuration data, and it it, it essentially just writes it out to uh, a common.yaml file. And then uses normal puppet means to um, compile the catalog. Um, so I'm really abstracting out a lot of the hard parts of knowing YAML to begin with, or the, uh, uh, I'm essentially wrapping the, the the puppet apply command because I'm I'm using it internally, um, you know, in pure Ruby code. I'm not shelling out or anything like that. So the user doesn't know uh, exactly how it's even done. They just know that their system is configured as soon as they type um, 
the reconfigure command. So getting around to the question, you know, what's next is next is releasing this tool to the masses and and getting the proper um, uh, and making sure that I don't have a bunch of security holes in it and and packaging up into a way that that allows me to get paid um, to continue to write um, more of these uh, quote sysadmin tools for miners. That sounds like a really incredibly fascinating use of Puppet. Uh, I honestly, I'd love to see a, a blog post about some of the details uh, uh, later on. Where can I uh, follow up? Where can I uh, see your release no uh, uh, notification when you're when you're ready to release? So I have a blog. Uh, it's uh, logicminds.github.io. Um, I I have grand plans. Um, for this tool and a, um, a new business sector for myself. I will be revealing more on that blog as to uh, where you can go learn more about it and, and maybe how you can build something like this yourself. So check out logicminds.github.io. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for talking to us today, Corey. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs>